to the other section, to the second section of today's podcast. Abolish is Champions League final weekend. Like, I know I probably have to ask everybody their predictions later. Anybody that supports Liverpool can leave now because me and you went out the same trouser. But that's when we get to the predictions. Like, the Champions League final is a major, like, massive, massive event. You can see the build up of tweets this week. A lot of people are excited. But if I, if I had to put you on the spot and ask you for one part, one of one Champions League final that really resonates with you, that still lives at the back of your mind, which would it be? <laughs> <laughs> Okay, I think I think it will be the the final um between Mario and Chelsea in Turn I hate Nah lie, nah lie, nah lie. Nah lie. Ah, twenty level. No doubt, no small water water. Water, water. I remember that 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 game. I remember after we called one zero, where I was watching. I was watching in, in one bar in Mayfair, uh, inside Mayfair Hotel. Okay, so I when it's watching, one, will... when it's called one one, my friend was like, "Ah, Manchester United, come back, Kings, come back, Kings, come back, Kings." Don't the ginger, the ginger, ah, Rooney, Manchester United, come back, Kings, come back, Kings. So by the way, could you do? Could you by the turn the message away? I like No, that final. I think maybe because I'm a I'm a fan. I don't know if neutrals will like that final as much as I like that final, you know. But I think so it be because of I'm a Barcelona fan and the domination, the way we played, the way goals we scored. Like you didn't just the, the pass from Xavi to Pedro for the first goal, the shot from Messi, even the Vias, you know, wine and where, wine your waist for the third goal, you know, that final. Then I think. The consensus should probably be the Liverpool is in land, you know, final where you know you go three nil up. The second half, it just looks like everything is just not going your way, and then come down three, get back three three, and then they eventually win. So, but I, I obviously I'll go with the twenty eleven final where you know before, where Ferguson, where we where we where we, 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 we spread off Ferguson's retirement. Before I move on, let me just find out. I, for those that I don't know, there's a particular start in that final where Xavi con- completed 117 passes in the entire game. Michael Carrick for Manchester United completed 17. So that tells you the entire story of the dominance of how dominant Barcelona were. Um, I'm, I'm guessing it's 2008 final for you. Um, I Would I say 2008? Weird enough, weird enough. I I think I would go with that um, that twenty eleven final because it was yes 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 it was a it was it was somewhat a mixed emotion day, uh, and that was that was that was the would I say that was the day I started getting disconnected from from <laughs> watching football with a sentimental and passionate level. Because uh, my mom prepared, my mom prepared dinner that night. I thought I was not going to eat yet. I was going to eat after the match, but I could barely. I I, I even forgot that there was food after the match because it was, it was kind of humiliating considering where the the final was being played, and how quote and unquote prepared we felt we were for that particular game. I, I felt I felt Fergie Fergie threw the game away, and there's a lot of say there's a lot. To say about that game, but if if you 
after then, if you look at subsequent finals, they weren't as well competitive as that was, though, for a couple of minutes anyway, until Basa took the game away from us. So it was it, it was quite a memorable final. And considering the emotions I had in that particular final, I was more emotionally invested in that game than any other game I've been since then. So I still think it's that game. Before I, before I come to you, I know I know I'm laughing at what have you, but I've seen incidents like but I've seen incidents of oh you know what Peggy threw this final away. Even I was watching Rio Ferdinand speak two years ago, was it three years ago when United was supposed to play Paris Saint Germain. Well, I think that was like yeah, three years ago, Paris Saint Germain is a final of Champions League second round. And he was talking to Ben Alaves. He said that he told Fergie that, oh, is there a way we can pack the balls to try and frustrate Barcelona? But Fergie's nature is about, oh, let's just attack and do it. Things are away, blah, 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 what have you. But it didn't work out. A lot of people have said he threw it away. I, I don't know what else he, he could have done at some point. Because he himself said maybe in the second half he should have put Park on Messi. But I feel like Messi was at a point in his career where even if you put Park or um, Boss or something, someone chasing him for 19 minutes because Mourinho did the same thing with Pepe it, didn't, it doesn't necessarily work like he just gets to a point where even Ferdinand had to admit and say you know what that Barcelona team was the greatest club side ever like to him greatest club so there are, there are limits to where you can stifle them and don't forget that this is a Man United team in the final that had Tariq and Giggs in the middle of the pack against Xavi Busquets and Nesta ah all the best. Like I don't, I don't the, the, the odds were sorry, sorry to interrupt you, but the odds were hugely stacked against us. Please, uh, like, okay, I am not a Barca fan, and I I should not say this. If Bolish was not here, I would be more comfortable saying this. But <laughs> that was that was the best assembled and the most refined team ever. Like mm-hmm. any decade, um, go to the nineteen the nineteen fifty five. To 1977 era of Real Madrid, self. I didn't see them. I saw highlights, but I don't think they were as good as that Barcelona team. I doubt it. So I, I just feel like sometimes we just like to downplay our errors because the idea of yes, Chelsea beat them um, a year, um, two years, a year after that, after defending for their lives for like 150. And years. people, people seem to forget that. Some of the key components of that uh, 2011 Barcelona team that made them so exceptional was the fact that they had a David Villa that was that came as an inspirational inspirational addition that that wanted to prove a point that I'm not just a one uh, some just someone that does the league and we wanted to win. So we had that David Villa that just you know that just wanted to walk up. Mm-hmm. He was on form, firing on all cylinders. We had Pedro, who was also firing on all cylinders. Then, this following season, the Villa had that injury where, you know, he broke his leg for about five months. Around, I think it was around um, December or something like that. And then, when we were playing Chelsea in that semi-final that, you know, they defended with their life, instead of using the Villa and Pedro, which were our usual, we're now playing Cuenca, we're playing Cristetelo. If you remember, against Chelsea, that's, those are the people that were playing up front. So obviously the quality, there was a drop in quality, there was a drop in um, people that so I agree with you know the fact that, that 2011 team, as in that one season 2011 team with Mascherano, you know, with Tuyo, you know, Belly Payne, Abidal, and all the guys, it's probably it was even a better team than even the 209 team that won the uh what was it called? That won the six trophies. Mm-hmm. 
So I think before I even ask you what your memory is like, I know we've seen a lot of great Champions League finals. We saw '93 when Marcelo shocked the entire world. We saw '94 again where Milan. '93 was even rubbish. Marseille, Marseille yeah. bribed their way to the final. Please, let's not give them anything. My, in '94, we saw the way Milan absolutely like stunned the world of football. They had no business winning that finals with the suspensions and injuries they had, and all of a sudden they showed up. Fabio Capello and the Sahel and the like showed up completely dismantled Barcelona 4 0. Um, Bolish mentioned the Liverpool AC Milan incident in 2005, going from three goals down to three trees. There was my United Miracle in 1999. There was a drama in Moscow. There was a drama in Munich as well. Like the Champions League has always, always delivered. Like it's it's a rare instance for us to have a game whereby, like to have a game whereby Monaco just showed up and Porto ran through them. Those are those are far and few in between. Or the one where Juventus just showed up. Because as far as I'm concerned, in 2015, Juventus were lucky to get there, and Barcelona showed why they were lucky to get there because Barcelona just ran around the entire stadium. Is this a game on? Because I know for for a fact that. As much as people like to praise Liverpool, that oh my god, they have so much intensity, they play this way, they are fast, they are quick, Madrid needs to be careful. It's a Champions League final, Liverpool would also have to slow it down and watch their back because if you play with the same intensity, there's no second leg to recover. They almost lost the second leg against Villarreal. If they make the same mistakes they did against Villarreal, Madrid might be home and dry before the end of the first half. Yeah, and there's a sense that Liverpool's legs were already gone. Like, the past four games, they've, been, they've looked tired. Like, the FA Cup, they were tired. They were definitely tired. And they've played 60. This is going to be like 63rd game or so this season. And it is and it is taking a toll on them. And in Real Madrid, we have a team that knows how to maximize its moments. Like, Real Madrid can just pick a 20 minute spell and go, okay, yes, this is time we'll play. And then we'll win. Like, they have, and they have that, their experience, the most memory, the know how. To and that works for them. But if Liverpool are on their game, I think they've had they've had a week rest, a week rest for the first time since like like three months, that they didn't play two games a week. So if on their game, I still see them as slight favorites. But in the Champions League final is Real Madrid. They they've said it before. Like, it, it unlocks special powers. They can they can be nonsense for eighty three minutes and score three goals in seven and they won. Hopefully. That prediction comes to pass because if Liverpool went up winning the Champions League, bullish, me and you might decide to pack our village, pack our loads to our village. The noise these people have been generating has been crazy. To be honest, I, talked about. I don't even really what? care. Like, I, me too. I don't care. I think, I think this is the first final you <laughs> win. I don't care who wins. Like, I don't care. I don't care. Actually. Yeah, I thought about it like uh, before. You know, I was last I think last pod, I was saying uh, I don't want Liverpool to win. I want blah blah blah. The fact that they are not sure winning the league and they are not winning quadruple is okay. That's, I, I don't think that's it. Okay. I do at Liverpool. They would like Lamy. So I think that's what I think 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 before I my first Champions League final, I'd like to point out that five Champions League finals itself are not the best matches. Like the teams are so careful and so so my favorite Champions League final is the exception. By Bayern Dortmund twenty thirteen. Like it was end to end. Like they were playing it like as if they as if they met in November in the league. Like, that is how 
as Middlesbrough you know, probably had like fifteen shots in the first twenty minutes. Like it was that good a game, and then it was settled by Robin's redemption. Like it was a, it was a perfect arc for the Champions League final. Mm, wow. Mm. Um, I think mm. I'm not sure. If, I'm not sure this is favorite moments, but one thing Champions League finals have brought to us is crazy moments. 2003, when Milan faced Juventus in the final at Old Trafford, it got to penalties after the game was leveled during extra time. I remember Capello saying that I asked my first players, I asked Piero, I asked Nedved, and the likes that would you like to take a penalty among top five? Piero said I'll play number five, Nedved said number six or so, blah, blah, blah. The penalty shooters have finally got to those numbers for the both of them. And trust me, Milan won that time. Yeah, I, I feel like that, that final was, it was pure cowardice of Juventus players. Yeah. Why are you letting Paolo Mentor and go to those go and play penalties? They cannot pass the ball They cannot pass the ball They were scared. They didn't want the whole label to be on their head. That, okay, this, is, this was the person that messed us up. Yeah, see, and it's the same thing I was telling people regarding... The old England drama, the Euros, whereby people are like, why is Sakai, 19-year-old, taking penalties, blah, blah, blah. Coaches don't demand. They ask. And players normally step up, like, okay, I think I'll go now. I think I wouldn't go now. I think I'll... Because Anelka himself in his book said it, that his plan was, okay, the penalty probably wouldn't go past the first, the first five. And when they got to him in number seven, trust me, his heart was racing faster than you can imagine. We all know how that that ended. Um, for the sake I know Bolish and Bright said they don't care. Bolish and Kuli said they don't care. But for the sake of humanity, Real Madrid, please win. Do you understand? Save humanity and save us from Liverpool and their so-called legends. Um, away from the Champions League, but down to the playoffs. Man, describing the, the playoffs in one word this year has been crazy. Bolish, like we've seen games, we've seen um defense, we've seen players step up, we've seen some players coward. Under the pressure, we've seen shocks, we've seen things like Phoenix Suns completely disappear in Game Seven. It's it's been unbelievable. But at this point, it's safe to say it looks like the Celtics might just be playing the Warriors. Let me play this Warriors for the championship. We know we've got to the point where we are our jinx, we are, we are, we are stronger than you can't jinx us. But to be fair, to be frank, I think the best teams, I think that those, teams, those two teams, at least among the four teams, because obviously it's a game of matchups, and then you get the matchup you get until you get to the conference finals, then you get to the final. Now, mm-hmm. if, for example, if Memphis played Dallas, Memphis probably would have, you know, taken out Dallas and got to the conference final. So, it depends on who you are playing at what time you are playing them. Mm-hmm. But the truth is, I think among the teams left, I think those two are probably the, especially the Celtics, if they are completely LD. Because you see, you know, today Marcus Smart is not there, tomorrow Alofford is there, so Robert Williams is out, is in. So, if they are completely LD, I think they are the better side, even going against Golden State. Because Golden State, why it's looking as if Golden State is dismantling Dallas night because they don't have anybody in the paint to protect the paint. And Golden State is just taking it to the paint. If you go yeah. and look at the Memphis series, it was a bit more difficult because if you go to the paint, there's Jerry Jackson Jr., there's uh, Brandon Clark, athletic guys, you know, clearing the board and blocking anything, which is what the Celtics also have. So, 
but I think there's still a there's still a chance, you know. If there's any, anything you can count on is that in game six, Expostra and Miami, it's every last breath of opportunity they have in them because they know they have game seven in their house, they would want they would, they will come out to play. So Celtic will have to really really beat them like. They will have to really, really put them to bed. Like, no mistakes, no turnovers. Take care of business. Get the job done. Don't mess around. If possible, first quarter, score like 30 points. Double down in second quarter. Make sure that you put them away early. Because if you give them any inkling or any chance that oh, they can make it, Miami is a team that, you know, they will continue to fight. But it's looking more like Celtics will always fight. Um, I was going to say the Lakers will play who, but I just remember the element. Sorry, you guys even made you play. Watch mock me. I forgot. Someone made the point that um, the desert nice that this might be the like the most one of the most boring playoffs. And the point, their point was that because LeBron was not around, because apparently LeBron played players of his daddy or something. Because I don't understand that. Uh, but one thing that's fascinating, that's fascinating me is the number of blowouts in the playoffs this year. Like, it's almost yeah. unprecedented. Like, it's something I'm definitely intrigued by. Like, there have been, there have been so many. Yeah, apparently, there are games whereby the, the lack of... We've not seen close games that much. If a team is going to win, next thing you know is that they are blowing out the other team like crazy. And you're wondering, okay, like, can you guys, like, slow down? I'm dying, Peter. Let's see what's going on. The Warriors, yes, the game was close between them and Dallas Mavericks in game four. But at some point, it looked like the Mavericks had gone so far. The Warriors got enough boost from their bench to make the game closer. But Mavericks had already built that lead. So we've seen games whereby, like, the, um, the Mavericks did to the Suns, the Memphis Grizzlies at some point did to the Warriors, whereby they were ahead by 50. At the end of the first half, one particular game in that series. So yeah, this we've seen some blowouts so far in this season. We're like, okay, what's what exactly is going on here? My brother, I'm talking about blowouts. Yeah, you are not talking about when Luka Doncic had more points than the whole of Phoenix on in the first half of game or six game five. It was game seven now. He had more points than the entire. So also, let's not even go and meet the Phoenix Suns. Whatever it is that happened to them on home soil. In game seven, whatever it is that happened, I'm sure they will probably figure it out amongst themselves because it was it was it was crazy beating. Like Chris Paul had one point after the first three quarters. One, I didn't think he had one point after the first three quarters. One, so it was just it was just um points God. Let me there's the Monaco Grand Prix this weekend. Like we all know how. Uh, classy, the Monaco Grand Prix. You have people from far and wide, athletes, celebrities, everyone wants to be part of the Grand Prix. Like, this is where the rich people come to showcase themselves. You pack your yacht and you come and watch the race. Like, everything is about glamour. But there's something about the street circuits that Formula One drivers will tell you that almost it's the, the street circuits are much more difficult, especially in Monaco. You make a mistake, boom, the race is over. So yeah, far, it's, it, it's, it's been a dynamic season to. Not to mince words, like Ferrari have shown consistency at the same time. They've had one or two issues. Same thing with Red Bull. But Mercedes, Mercedes, I have to be like the greatest shock of us, shock, shock of all last week. Because at some point, it looked like, oh, they were good in practice one. Oh, they are bad in practice two. Oh, it looks like they're going to be good in practice three. They're not really good in qualifying. Okay, what's going on then? Oh, they're good on race day because 
what Hamilton achieved on Sunday was nothing short of magical. Like from 19th, after starting the race on P6, got to P19 after that clash. They had to race back to P4. They had to tell him that if you continue at this rate, this guy is going to go down the road. It's going, you just have to find him. <laughs> Don't even drive it. Just be pushing the car slowly so that he can at least finish the race. Like, you can get to over the finish line. Yeah, a drama field Catania Grand Prix. I feel, I feel, I feel like, uh, I feel like, uh, 2022, 2022 should go down this worst year for some fans like myself and those that support United, Celtic, uh, Lakers, and Mercedes. That's just been a shambolic. That's just been a shambolic year for some of us, and I, I guess my issue with with the Grand Prix, the Catalan Grand Prix, was the fact that Mercedes gave us hope. They gave us hope a week before. They, they they kept they kept feeding us with opium, and we felt that okay maybe something was going to be different. And but I I, I guess we can just write off the season and say okay this is not the season for for AMG and let's just move ahead. Then to back to Monaco. Um, one of the fun part of Monaco is the fact that there are very terrible turns in Monaco. The maneuvering. I think notably turn four and some other dicey turns that would not allow for overtaking and all of that. But I I just can't wait to see uh, the fun that is going to come into the dynamism between uh, size and his teammates and Verstappen trying to topple the Ferraris. And I feel maybe in years to come, the, the reason why we are not appreciating uh, this driver is the fact that it's coming a little bit too early for the two of them. The two of them are very young drivers and they are making a shout and claim for fame at this very early stage of their careers. And we are kind of underplaying it and maybe in, in seasons to come, we'll pay more attention to it. But other than that, please uh, pray for us at Mercedes. <laughs> we are going to a lot and we hope that we'll be able to overcome. And again, Russell has been very impressive. That I think that goes without saying. Extreme. He has been very impressive. Yeah, Russell is rook. George Russell. No, 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 no. Monsieur always look for ways to just remind me that I'm a Lakers fan. I'm saying, moderator, please go ahead. Let me get please. Russell has been very impressive. Has been very impressive, and it shows why Toto was uh, was struggling. In, in getting him to sign, I think for even for George Russell, yes, he has been very expensive. But aside the performances, it was a smart decision by Mercedes to bring him back at that point. When he was approaching free agency with Williams, if Mercedes didn't bring him back, another team would have pushed him and he wouldn't have been a Mercedes reserve driver anymore. So Mercedes had to make that decision of okay, age is on his side, but age is really on Bottas' side, so he could move on. Um, And regarding the rivalry between Verstappen and Leclerc, please. If you just let Hamilton win his eighth title, his ninth title, before they can start this money, so he can retire in peace and leave leave this man alone. Most of them might as well push themselves out all, all the way. Um, on the final note, before we go, Bolish, the Europa Conference League that we talked about, whether it is drum beat trophy, day trophy, Munir has won it. <laughs> Munir has won five European finals. Two Champions League, two Europa Leagues, one Europa Conference League. Like the man has obviously proven that. He's a bomb. 
where he goes. Like whether it's whether it's by own goals, half goals, defending for your life and everything, he just finds a way to win. Is does that put him in that status of okay, this guy's probably the greatest manager of all time? Wait Let me answer the question. Let me answer the question. There's one there's one thing I know for sure that I'm 100% certain of. If Club mm-hmm. Conte, Guardiola, mm-hmm. and Celotti had won this conference, uh, Champions League, people would be mocking them. Your mates are playing Champions League, your mates are playing Europa, you are, you are carrying drugs, talking drugs, and that. And it's loyal stance. We are talking about greatest of all time. We are talking about greatest of all time. For a tournament that were that that is they they never they never they never look they not think they think 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 what look called they say conference any kawashi conference that's what you are trying to ascertain <laughs> who the greatest of all time um, conference <laughs> conference well, is the truth now because I don't I, the, the the tournament yes obviously competition is always competition you know when you win it yes they have not won anything in a long time and no one Emery won Europa League. The only trophy in the history of Villarreal. The only, can I repeat again? The only trophy in the history of Villarreal. And it's still to them. The only the trophy. Trophy. This is the only, only European trophy in the history of Roma, too. Now. But they won other trophies. Uh, in the league, but not in Europe. Villarreal at the Ligo, at the Lenzio, won winery. No one is calling him the greatest manager of all time. How many European trophies does Emery have? He has uh, three with Sevilla. He has one with uh, Villarreal. No one is calling the greatest manager of all time. Why? Because it is not the Champions League. Zidane won three back-to-back Champions League. No one is calling the greatest of all time. There is someone that won Conference League. Is now that is not. It's Conference League that will not make him. Get. I didn't mean they even had a good season in the league. He would have said, "Okay, ah, yeah." But he's coaching Roma. They could never. They, they, they could never participate in top four race. Like Kuli, they Kuli, were, Kuli, no, Kuli, help me out here. Like he's coaching. They were no, they're not close to the top for it, and then so greatest. Ah, and Frankie, Frankie, she now. I think the and greatest manager, the manager debate for Murray is a bit because <laughs> ultimately, ah. when all is said and done, if it was if he was among the conversation now, he would not be coaching Roma. He would not have coached sports. It is not. Is mountain chain now? It is not ah. even. There are it's so many clubs that need... See, it's not as if... And you know the funny thing about this uh, conversation? It's not as if maybe all the big clubs have good managers. So many clubs are in need of quality managers. Because so many clubs are not meeting... They're not playing up to their standard and expectations. Yes, everyone cannot win every year. But we are saying there are some clubs that they have different standards that, okay, they need to play to. So many clubs are not doing that. And then, of all those clubs, even when in, in the same... That same Italy, there's Juventus there. That is that is not playing up to their expectation, and still they did not pick Mourinho. They went to pick a uh, uh, Begiri. They went to pick Begiri, and in that say you saw the coaching Roma, and the Roma is coaching Kilo Kilo Fiche. Please let's moderator, please let's let's be serious. Elevator, please tell him that Mourinho is better than Guardiola. It's a far guy to be to be putting Mourinho in the. I'm a big fan of this. It's not no. It's not about no no no. I think you should know me by now that whenever I whenever I talk about football, I I try mm-hmm. as much as possible to sway away from sentiment. Mourinho is a good manager, but it's far off good good conversation. 
What are you guys saying? What do you mean by he's just good? This is a guy that won Champions League with FC Porto. No, I, I, I think I think we can say Mourinho. I think the, the, the conversation should be Mourinho was a great manager, but he's currently a good manager. Yes, no, no, he's, <laughs> yeah, he's currently exactly. a, a limited exactly. manager. He has his limits. A there are so many things it. that in his, in his gameplay you will see that oh, Mourinho is lacking some of these things nowadays. Obviously. Yes, he's, he's still you know the king of motivation, king of all those things, king of you know gamesmanship and all those things. But let's let's be factual. You can't you, you can't you can't consider conference league achievements as a, a serious <laughs> achievement. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. The fact is. 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 Even forget the Conference League. For a couple of years now, Murillo has been off the standard. Let us be sincere. Yes, he's, he's, he, he can still game manage and all of that. Uh, yada, yada. But Murillo has been off for a very long time. He has been off for a very long time. And and this has nothing to do with whatever thing he had in United. But you can see that the game has evolved and he has refused to evolve with the game. So it's just, it's just, it's just, it's just clear as daylight. Murillo... I'm very sorry to say this for all his big fans, our our our, our audience. It's not even in the top three conversation. I'm very sorry to say. It's not to apologize. Oh, sorry, I'm not sorry to say. Top three is a, top three is a, top three is favorites. Out of those top three, two of them are in England already, and there are still other managers in. England. So to to now say to now include him in the greatest of all time conversation. No, when I say is an insult to good. the greatest of all time. No, when I say good, like they see, I understand that Jurgen Klopp is doing amazing job now. Like he's doing things that are amazing now. He's doing things for Liverpool that are beyond measure, and Liverpool fans are excited. But let's not forget that this Mourinho has way more trophies than Klopp does. No, if you want, I think if you want to go, okay, throughout time, throughout their managerial careers, I think you can, you can almost definitely say yes, Mourinho. I don't think that's still put Mourinho in top three. Of course, when I put him in the top three or not, but there are still standards. I still feel like saying yes, Jurgen Klopp has done well over in the last few years for Liverpool, but you can still count the number of trophies he has won on one hand, one way or the other. Like, you could still count them, like what he has done. So, yes, I know that there's the Morio FC, trust me, it's annoying how the Morio FC on Twitter insults other FC. They will insult Martial FC, only FC, Guardiola FC. <laughs> <laughs> and the minute Mourinho won yesterday, you get to see them in droves. And I'm wondering, you guys, so you people have FC like this? People are as toxic as, as you are like this. And you saw other people for being toxic, eh? Okay. And that's my case for you. It's, it's just self-delusion. Most times, and in self-delusion, act- you, you don't see it in yourself. You don't see it. Like, you feel like, oh, I'm, I'm immune to this thing I am criticizing. So I guess that's the problem with Mourinho FC. They are just and the, worst, and the worst part of them is the Mourinho FC section of my United fans. Those ones, if you ask them that, ah, when my United are looking for a manager, who do you want as manager? So people like we don't. They say they don't want Pochettino. He's not a winner. We don't want the hang. He's not this. Who do you want? Oh, don't worry. When my United are not a serious club, that's why they sack Mourinho. Ah, hey, they have sacked him a long time ago. He has moved on. Who do you want as manager? You are saying you don't want this, you don't want that, you don't want this. Oh, um, those people, I cut card for them, yeah. And the same people that come and tell you that Marcelo BS is overrated, but that's a topic for another day. Um, for for those that are willing to predict and win some amount of money, you know, but not back for the Champions League final. Hopefully, this is not the last time this season. If you can correctly predict the score between 
like extra time and penalties included. Don't predict regular game and come and say, oh, you know what I predicted. I didn't mean that. Mm-mm. If you can predict the accuracy of Champions League final, if it goes to extra time or penalties, or you feel like it's going to end up at 90 minutes, please do and you stand a chance to win urgent 2K. And you guys know the ah, rules, please. All about not All about not It's broke now. They're going to kill you. It's broke. You must so please let's just give it to them like that. If you can predict the score, or if Boris is willing to give you one K, if you can predict who's going to collect the first yellow card in the first half, please I'll just give you guys a hint. There's a guy that my did that his name starts with C and he's always making tackles. But he does not need to collect that. That one he has Casimiro will only collect card at the 89 minutes after I don't watch like <laughs> okay, so whichever what it, whichever prediction is you guys are interested in, please play the game along. Tag five people, mention as retreats, and make sure you like and share. And you stand a chance to win. Who knows? LMJ might be gracious and decide to add more to the two K that we have. Anyway, so guys thank you so much for being here until next week again when we review the entire season and start to talk about the transfers as much as the international window have a lovely ah, weekend to, everybody to like good night as everyone in, as to like on fire. <laughs> yes yes everyone